0: What would we do baby without
1: us? Hello and welcome to another special episode of Alex P Keaton is my friend. I'm your friend Phil Vecchio and on this episode we'll be talking about episode 6 of the show Family Ties called Give Your Uncle Arthur a Kiss. This episode aired on the 10th of November 1982. And today uh, on our episode, I've got a very special guest host with me. Is Mr. Keith Hutchison? Hello, and you are a co-host of your own podcast. I am the Keith and John are Best Friends show. That's right, and you can find that at Keith and John Best Friends dot com. Is that correct? Right? Yep. And uh, thank you for joining us tonight. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I, I picked this very special episode for you because um, I thought, you know, this is a really, really awkward episode. Who right. could I? Who could I best share this with? And I was like, Keith, I got to get Keith on here.
2: Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, it was uh, very awkward.
1: And um, it, it yeah. It is, right? We'll talk right? about that. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah. Um, man. But uh, well, first of all, let's, uh, let's hear a little bit about you. Okay. Tell us about yourself a little bit. And what's your history with Family Ties? Did you watch it when it was originally on? Tell us about that.
2: I watched a couple episodes when it was on, but I didn't care for the show. And it wasn't one of my normal uh, rotation shows that I would go to. I actually, what were you watching? Yeah, Um, well, in 1982, when this episode aired, I was actually seven, almost eight. So I was watching Three's Company, Cheers, Knight Rider, Magnum PI, Love Boat. That's incredible. One Day at a Time, Dukes of Hazzard, Silver Spoons, Alice, Fantasy Island, and that was and then of course Saturday morning cartoons. Well,
1: of course, yeah. I, I mean, I watched all mainstay. of those in at you know, in times, but right, at different times, but not a Family Ties fan. Not a Family Ties fan. Now, what? Now, have you watched since I've been doing that? Have you watched any of the other episodes, or is this the only one? This is the only one. So, okay, this is kind of a weird one to like jump in on. It, it then, was right? definitely a weird one to jump in on.
2: Um, very creepy episode, actually. Yeah. Then it's not laugh track, right? It, there is a laugh track. Yeah. Oh, okay. There is a laugh yeah, track.
1: Yeah, remember there's some real awkward laughs Yeah, parts where you really shouldn't have had people laughing at you? Okay,
2: there? so we hope that was laugh track.
1: Yeah. I okay. mean, uh, and they did that a lot then, you know, right. plugging it in. It, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, that's good because I, I would feel horrible if an audience member actually watched some of that and then laughed.
1: Well, it makes you wonder, though, because some of the things they played off as jokes in this one – Definitely weren't something that really should have been played off as jokes. Right. They were awkward. It's kinda weird. Yeah. Awkward and bad. Yeah, sometimes real bad. There was some I mean and, and part of what I love about the show is that there really is some legitimate humor. So I, I still find a lot of it funny. Alex still has some great stuff, mm-hmm. etc. But there's also some very like dated and weird things about it. So it's kind of a cool mix for me. It's what yeah. I love about the show. I agree. Sha well, here's your chance to give us give us a summary, if you can, okay, of this spectacular episode, Give Uncle Arthur a Kiss. Give your uncle Arthur a kiss.
2: Ugh, yeah, this is a weird one. So we start off at a, at a pledge drive for the, uh, what was the station call letters? Oh, Like gosh. WKS or something. W's, yeah, it ends with an S. I can't remember the whole thing. Right. And so uh, they're preparing for a telethon. They've got, you know, people going to sit in the back and they're going to answer the phones and everything. And then we get the creepy alert. Uncle Arthur walks on screen, and he starts really getting uncomfortable with Mallory when the family all steps away. Like, right away. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't pull any punches. They jump right in. So, he gives her a creepy hug, and then he kind of rubs her backside a little bit, and then he kisses her. And that's (laughs) when it got weird. Oh, yeah, that's just where it started. Went downhill from there. So, after that, they transition back to the home, and Mallory wants to have a discussion with Alex, about the whole process, about what's going on, why. And then he ends up telling her that basically it's her own fault and that she's dreaming the whole thing up. Yeah, how could you
1: blame him, right?
2: <clears throat> right, yeah, because he's your Uncle Arthur. He's known you since you were a kid. And um, they made a funny joke, but I think we'll talk about that yeah, in a little bit yeah, yeah. Uh So then um, they go back to the stu- – oh, no, uh, Uncle Arthur comes over to the house and they were going to clear the air on this whole thing. And then he ends up giving her this really big kiss. Yeah. And she's just like, ah, and, you know, pushes him away kind of thing. Definitely like forced her too. Oh, yeah. Like grabbed like, her head and pulled her right, in. Right, right. Yeah. It was bad. Awkward. So then Mallory wants to have another conversation with Alex. Alex is really uncomfortable with the whole thing. Brings the mom in. And then the mom's like, we're going to take care of this. So she said, don't you worry about it. We're going to, we'll take care of it. So, goes back to the the telethon, and Stephen's preparing to go on air and, you know, do his part and everything. And as he goes on camera after this, you know, just riveting documentary about um, uh, soil. (laughs) Yeah, fertilizer. (laughs) Fertilizer. uh, You can see Elise, the mom, fighting with Uncle Arthur in the background. And, you know, he's trying to take a phone call, and she keeps slamming his phone down and then ripping the phone cord out of the wall. And then um, Stephen's like, hey, what's going on? And she's like, you know he tried to make a pass at our daughter and then (laughs) Uncle Arthur falls off the stage kind of thing. So, and we'll be right back. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. So the, the fun, awkward thing. So then they have a conversation and, you know, Uncle Arthur apologizes and that kind of ends the episode. Yeah. And that's it, right? Yeah, that's it. I mean, just not like, you know, Hey, what are you going to do about the whole thing? Just, Oh yeah, I'm really sorry. You better get
1: some help, said Steven.
2: Yeah. So, Yeah,
1: that was a weird episode.
2: (laughs) I can't believe that was on, like, national television.
1: And the crazy part is this was, what, the sixth episode. Yeah. So it's not like this was way into it and let's do a very special episode. And already, as you know, because you've listened to the others, like, right off the bat, they get into every episode is a very special episode. That's why I introduced the show that way, because it's (laughs) always a special episode. There's never just a, like, oh, let's have a funny, you know, missed phone call type of humor or whatever. Right. It's not Three's Company
2: type of humor. no, 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 no.
1: Although you mentioned Three's Company and I never understood as a kid what Three's Company was really about. Just thought it was a funny guy and he did funny stuff. Like yeah. the whole ruse of you know living with the women with and the pretending two women. he was gay and stuff. Right, yeah. That was
2: way over my head. Real, well, I was a little older, so, I, yeah, I yeah. so but you know, Mrs. Roper was hilarious to me as a kid. Yeah, well And yeah. I don't know why now, because she's not <laughs> hilarious.
1: It's pretty but, bad. Yeah.
0: Sha la la la
1: Alright, well, this is a, a new little, um, segment we're gonna do on the show here. Ooh, okay. Um, I was telling you about this earlier, Keith, but when I started watching Back Through Family Ties back in 2011, um, I quickly realized how crazy it was. Right. And this episode is actually the one that triggered it. I watched this episode. It just, I was, it was completely caught me off guard. And I started writing on Facebook about it. Got a lot of really good responses from it. And um, started talking about it on an old podcast uh, that I used to do called The Pillage Cast with Josh Anderson. And long story short, I decided that as I come across episodes that I wrote about back then, I'm going to read on here in a little segment I call Phil's Classic Thoughts what I wrote about back then on Facebook. Um, which you can go through and search your old feed. So I found it all. Excellent. So uh, this is what I wrote on Facebook back in 2011. On a very special episode of Family Ties. Mallory is molested by an old friend of the family. She reluctantly tells her mother, and together, Elise and Stephen confront the man. He is sorry. He's recently gone through a divorce, and he doesn't understand his feelings. Stephen firmly tells him that he better not do it again. QN credits. Wow.
2: (laughs) That's pretty much exactly what happened.
1: That's it. And they just
2: let it drop at that.
1: Yeah. I mean, what blew me away about this is that... They take this serious subject and obviously Elise is upset about it. They mm-hmm. they don't I mean they, they say that it's bad, but they don't never once do they call the police or or bring anyone else in on it, you know? Right. They just tell him he needs to get help. You need to get help, yeah. Professional help though, not yeah, just any help. That's right. So. And that's it. And he's real sorry and he got divorced and gee, I don't know. And that's it. And they're just okay with that. and I mean,
2: right at the beginning of the episode, he's like, Oh, you know, you're a beautiful girl, and she's like, Yeah. And, you know, thanks. And he's like, how old are you now? And she's like, oh, 15. I mean, they were really like on top of
1: she's 15. Right. They clearly established this is in no way appropriate. Right. And and that he knew it was in no way appropriate. Right. And then he's like, oh, you're a beautiful young woman. And she's like, no, no, girl. Yeah. just Young girl. Young girl. And he says another part. He's like, no, I'll always think of you as little as that little girl. Yeah. And then that's when he goes in for like kissing mm. her. Yeah. Like there's no question that this is not OK. Right. Not even close. close to never. Okay. Yeah. Like, there's no, there's no gray area, and it's just I can't believe that that's how that's how they dealt with it then. Yeah, and then they Better just let not. it slide. He just walks away at the end of the episode, and I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, because Elise talks about the mom talks about how it's something like similar happened to her, mm-hmm. and you know that she she kind of ignored it in her situation, and she tells Mallory we need to deal with this so it doesn't happen to other people. I feel like they probably were making somewhat of a bold statement at the time. Yeah. I don't think that – I think at the time it was like, whoa, like – Man, she's going crazy on this. Yeah, and let an old guy grab a little girl <laughs> and kiss her if he wants to. Like, that's the attitude that comes across, right? <laughs> oh, That and, It's ugh. so crazy. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah.
2: And watching him, like, go in for the kiss oh. and everything. I mean, he, oh. he
1: legitimately plays a real creeper. Oh, yeah. On there. He does a very convincing creeper.
0: Sha-la-la-la.
1: So speaking of Creepers, we got some guest stars um, on this episode. Let's talk real quick about the guest stars we had on there. Okay. Uh, we had two people that were uh, featured as guest stars. First of all, we have Uncle Arthur. Right. Who's the Creeper. He And, man, he, I mean, maybe he's probably a real nice guy. He should probably get an award for playing <laughs> such a, a Creeper for so The Creeper Award. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was played by an actor named David Spielberg. Um, had a couple of interesting things. One, I always mention this when I see someone pop up on The Next Generation. He was on Star Trek. Okay. Been watching through that on right. Radio Brando oh, Man. Such a good show. Um, but this one, this is the other one I had to feature. I mean, he's been in tons of TV shows, was featured in a lot of guest stuff, but this was the one that stuck out to me. He was in a made for TV movie called Police Woman Centerfold. <laughs> And the the summary on on IMDb says it all. A policewoman recently divorced loses her job after she posed naked in a magazine centerfold, based on a true story. (laughs) That seems like a movie nobody ever should watch or want to watch. Who pitched that? Like, how did that happen? It got greenlit, too. But how appropriate is it that the creeper uncle Arthur was in Police Woman Centerfold? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if he was creepy in that movie. Oh, probably, I'm uh. sure. I think everyone in that movie was creepy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have uh, Sal Viscuso, um, who played Richard Jacobs. He's the um, other guy that works at the station. There oh, right. Him. Yeah, he's the guy. Run on the, the time and everything. Yeah, and I think he comes back for another episode or two in Family Ties, so we'll see him again. Um, a couple things to point out that he has been in. He was in Beverly Hills 90210. Oh, okay. Um, which, which is Janelle loves that show. And a friend of the show, um, friends of the show, Lizzie and Kat do a show called The Blaze, the mm-hmm. 90210 podcast. So, mm-hmm. um, we got a little crossover there, which is kind of cool. <laughs> um, but then he was also, well, he's in another one that, like, I'm surprised. We had a conversation about this before the show. He was in Spaceballs. Right. He's the radio operator, one of the guys that works over there at the end. You are not a Spaceballs fan. Not. Not a Spaceballs fan at all. I don't understand. Never seen the whole movie. But maybe that's the problem. You didn't appreciate it in all of its glory. I couldn't appreciate the five minutes that I watched. Are you like, do you like other Mel Brooks movies or are you just not a Mel Brooks fan? I don't know. Men in Tights? Oh, I like that one. Oh. I saw that. That was a great movie. Do you like Men in Tights and not Spaceballs. Right. Man. What else? What else did he do? Oh, he's done so much. Well, okay. You've got um, Blazing Saddles. Okay. I love that movie. The Producers? Never saw it. Um, let's see. Oh, you're testing my like IMDb like page <laughs> in my brain. Right no, now. no, I don't want to do that too. Um, no, there are tons of um to be or not to be. Never saw it. Um, high anxiety. The Alfred Hitchcock spoof one. No. High anxiety. No, Nope, never saw it. Um, anyway, tons of them. Okay, yeah. I'm not opposed to Mel Brooks. Apparently, I'm well, no. gonna have to like get Except you on space And Ball game. I think
2: really what it all boils down to is I love Star Wars so much as a kid. And even as an adult, that it just seems irreverent to
1: me, and that I, I you, guess you can't mock my Star Wars. But it's not mocking Star Wars; it's mocking film conventions, really. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, I think I took it personal. I guess so. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll have to come back to that. All right. Um, also, I've I've started pointing this out whenever I see someone. He was in Duckman. Um, oh no, that's a totally different one. Duckman is the one that the that uh, George Costanza that Jason Alexander was in, whereas oh, really? Duck Factory is the J- the Jim Carrey one. Wow, there's a lot of duck side yeah. shows. What's all going right. on with that? I don't know. I was thinking it was the same thing all those other guys were until I said it out loud. Hmm. Interesting. Anyway, and then um, this is the movie that I wanted to feature that he was in. This is actually made in 1996. It sounds like something from a lot longer ago, but he was in a movie called Pinocchio's Revenge. And this is the IMDb summary. It says, defense attorney Jennifer Garrick acquires a Pinocchio puppet from a condemned serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what Pinocchio is revenging. I have no idea. Wales. I don't know. But apparently he was owned by a condemned serial killer. So <laughs> I might have to check that one out. That, it kind of sounds worth it. Yeah. So there you go. That's our, that's our guest stars. Nice.
0: Sha-la-la-la!
1: All right, well, there weren't a lot of um, music cues in this. Um, in fact, I don't think – we couldn't think of any music no. that was really playing. And then it didn't seem like you know they were reacting to music or anything in the show that just got right. cut later. It was anything, all – so. t- which is surprising because you'd think like the TV station or something, but um, – An so, end song or something for the Fertilizer documentary Yeah, something. nothing. But, I mean, it's very much like you only see that one room of the TV st- – well, I guess you see that one back area, but that's just in their studio. Yeah. That wasn't any set dressing or anything Mm-mm. like that. Um, so we're going to skip that, and we're going to go straight to explaining some jokes. Ooh, I like the jokes. Did you come up with any references that I, you thought might have been?
2: I had a couple of jokes, actually, that were funny. And the f- the first thing that was funny to me is, and seeing a show you know, from the 80s again right. was that the kid always has to say the funny lines. Oh, yeah, the precocious you know, little kid. Right, grown yeah. way beyond her years. You know, <laughs> she's, got all, she's got all these little zingy one-liners. Um, Alex was talking and saying that a lot of times you know, he thought these girls really liked him. He said, they kissed me goodnight, but it was just to stop me from talking. <laughs> <laughs> womp. womp. Wurr, wurr. And then Alex was talking to Mallory, and he said, you know, he used to bathe you as a baby. And Mallory said, well, apparently he wants his old job back.
1: Which is a great example of, like, joking about stuff that they really should not have been right. joking oh, about. Oh, the laugh
2: track went on that one, oh, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, and no, all of them. In fact... When they, when he was first like doing the weird hug and then like moved his hand and patted her like butt, Mm -hmm. the audience laughed at that. The laugh track, yeah, went. Like at first. And you kind of wonder like what, like, were they really, was there really an audience laughing at that? How did they, (gasps) imagine being in the studio audience when that was going down and not going, what are you doing? How old was she? Was she really 15 then? I don't think she That's a weird really like, scene. Yeah. She must have been. I think she's 18, 19 in that. Because that's a weird scene to shoot, man.
2: Yeah. <laughs> mm. And then the corny one-liners, um, the one special guest, the guy who was kind of running the show, uh-huh. um, they were like, oh, you're being really modest. He goes, no, I wasn't being modest at all. And everybody <laughs> laughed. Like, that was the most hilarious yep, thing ever. Yeah. So, those
1: were a couple of my favorite jokes. Any outdated references or anything that you caught? I didn't catch anything in particular. Okay. Well, I got a couple. Okay. Um, well, first of all, they referred to a lot of like public television type shows that were on there. Oh, right. Um, a lot of things. I mean, like Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood and Sesame Street, everybody knows about, I'm pretty sure. Right. Um, but they talked about New American Bandstand. Oh, yeah. Um, which is like an old a music show. People would dance on it, right? If I right. remember correctly. Um, they'd feature a band or something a lot of times and yeah. they play. And- yeah. Yeah. Um and Elise mentioned she did the twist on the show. Uh-huh. I think people know about that, right? Right. You I, I want to think. I I have to keep like checking with my brother though. He's kind of my litmus test cuz he's he's only 10 years younger than me and it's amazing the stuff that he Doesn't just know. has no yeah, no point of reference on So anyway, the twist chubby checker, right? There's a number of like twist spin-off songs that happened too if I remember correctly. Oh yeah. Twist again. Right. re Didn't um I think the Fat Boys had a a song that they did Oh, probably. A twist version, yeah. So, anyway, that's that. Um, They also talked about, like, Masterpiece Classic and all these other, like, public television shows. Um, But the one other thing – well, there's one other one. They talked about how he got a bounce check. Oh, right, yeah. Do people know what bounce checks – does anyone write checks anymore?
2: I write two checks a month. What do you write checks for? I have to write a check for daycare for okay, And then I also write a check for – because I can't electronic pay them. I guess I could.
1: I mean, maybe I don't know, but it's probably more of a hassle. And then I have to write one for club soccer. That's the only things that we write checks for are our kids, like because they do like electives at at the school, and we write checks for that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So Anything, kid activities, any school
2: function thing, you I mean, like high school, you write one for PE Glows and for the uniform.
1: Yeah. I mean, for um, yearbooks and so kid activities are keeping checkbooks alive, basically. Right. Once that once we can figure out a way around that, then we're done. Yeah, I got a book of checks. Or a box of them, and it lasted me like three years. Yeah, so. I well, because this last week, what did I have to write a check for? Oh, well, I, it was when we on our other show on Radio Brendo Man, we're doing the Marmaduke brick. Yeah, which you can go listen to Radio Brendo Man and figure out all about that. But I had to order the brick. And it's something that I order online, but they only accept a mailed-in check. They had no way to send any, like, money. Really? So I had to, like, write a check. I had to call Janelle at school and be like, where's our checkbook? <laughs> I don't even know where that would be. <laughs>
2: and she's like, why do you need the checkbook? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, she knew. She knew
1: I was doing the Marmite <laughs> oh, brick. Okay. It was all above. But I was going to send, like, PayPal. <laughs> right. Because that's everyone send us money from PayPal. And I was going to PayPal the guy. And there's no only checks. Huh. Super weird. That's crazy. So for those that don't know, a bounce check is when you would write the amount of money that you would spend out of your account, and then it doesn't have sufficient funds. Right. I don't think people like – because usually, like, if you write a check at the grocery store now, they can scan it right there and see if you have the funds. Yeah. So it's not a thing. But before, people would write for more than they had and then get what you need now and deal with the consequences later. Yeah. You would have days sometimes, too, before it cashed. Yeah. So I don't think, like, the next generation is going to even know about that. No. No. And checks are – Dumb. It's Yeah, it's pointless at this point. Do you remember
2: standing in line at the grocery store waiting to pay for your stuff and having an ATM card, and then people would try to write checks, and you were just like, oh my gosh. And they're like, oh, everything's done? Okay, now I can get my checkbook out, and I can write this (laughs) thing, and you're just
1: dying in line waiting. Yeah. Oh, Oh. it used to take way longer at the checkout counter because of that. Now, to be fair, though, I – and you might know this of me, Keith – I – I hold on to the last generation's technology for much longer than I should. I fought getting an ATM card. I was probably the last person my age that got an ATM card. Really? I used to go to the bank with my checkbook up until 2001. At least. I did not get an ATM card until probably around 2001.
2: They had to start penalizing you because the banks all transitioned away from that. Yep. And unless
1: you had, like, a really old account, then they would penalize you for going into the bank too many times. It's what well, – eventually what happened is they're like, this is – you know, I mean, it just it – was, it was too much of a hassle. And I was going in all the time and they – yeah, th- they started having fees and that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I just I, – I caved. But, wow. yeah, I fought it for a long time. Why? I just – I – I couldn't uh, believe that this electronic means of transferring money could be reliable, and I I wanted to physically hand them something that I wrote, and know that it was all taken care of. Yeah,
2: I can I understand
1: that. I didn't buy stuff on the internet until probably close to that as well. Like I was freaked out about sending money over the internet oh, entirely. Yeah. Do Janelle, you know the first thing you bought? Um, it was probably well because Janelle started doing airfare like way early on yeah and she actually helped me book a, a trip online to go. I, I took a flight up to a show up in washington okay so that was probably the first thing i bought but i think that was probably the same for us i mean first thing we bought i didn't because I. it was way easier to do that than to call and deal with the, right. the airline the travel agency or something yeah <laughs> and then of course once like that that happened and the floodgates were open and that's yeah I mean, I, why do you need to go to a store anymore really you truly don't. It's it's kind of nuts. Unless you need to find the right size for something. Yeah. And then you can just order or it online. Or get something immediately cheaper. if you need that. Right. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, so that's yeah. bounce checks. And there's one other weird reference in there um, that I don't entirely understand. But they they were talking about they're desperate for the stuff to show for their telethon. And the guy said that we've been showing a clip of Woody Hayes' house at dusk. Okay. Now, we looked up Wayne Woodrow Woody Hayes. Um, He was a football coach, and he coached at Ohio State University, which, you know, we've established that they're in Ohio. I don't understand why they have a video of his house at dusk. That seems kind of weird. Well... I think
2: the one thing you don't understand is in college, college sports, college football is crazy and people go nuts for this kind of stuff. And so, so they would watch his house. He was, well, he was probably, you know, beloved because he was like their university's football coach. Huh. And so they could put that up and like people would be like, Oh, okay. That's, you know, so and so's house and we just love him. And so they would watch it or allow it to be on the TV as they went <laughs> about their normal business. So sports, that's sports. what I was missing there. Yeah. Gotcha. You okay. miss the sports part. I miss
1: the sports. Right.
0: Sha la
1: la All right. Well, do you have a quote for this episode? I do. Um,
2: my quote for the episode is actually kind of my moral of the story, though. Too. That's okay. We okay.
1: can we can go into that though.
2: Well, at the very end of the episode, um, Stephen is talking to Mallory, and he's like, "Hey, you know, you used to come to me with everything, and you know, when you were a kid." And she's like, "Well, I'm older now, Dad." And uh, he said, "Well, I just want you to know that nothing is more important than my family—not work, not friends." Nothing. That's a good quote. Yeah. So, and the moral of the story, obviously, is that she's the most important. I mean, she's his daughter. And, right. You know, she's more important to him than anything.
1: Well, uh, my moral was a little different. What I took away from it was, if you're divorced, you can get away with anything. And I mean anything. It's okay to, you know, touch younger children. Right. <laughs> as long as you're really sorry about it afterwards. And he was. He and was, he was really sorry. in being sorry. He apologized to the parents. And to Mallory. Right. So, you know. And then he just wandered away. Yeah. So. Okay. But Steven made sure that he knew he was going to get help. Right. Professional. Professional help. Yeah. So, it's okay. Yeah. that's that, That's the moral that they put across, I feel. Yeah. I mean, really? It's
2: crazy. That just, it blows my mind, like, just thinking of that concept and that he's like, yeah, I I just – I'm dressing like a 17 – or like a teenager again because I don't know – I can't understand my feelings.
1: Yeah, if you get divorced, like, you know, then you're fine. You can just do whatever as long as you're sorry. Well, and at least he knew how old she was before he did it. Right. She well, wasn't he, like 10. He clearly established that. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, oh, blech. It's such a creepy weird one. I'm not sure if I should be honored that you asked me for this episode <laughs> or if I – do I need professional help? Well, I will tell you this. My parents did the last two as you know mm-hmm. and they came down and recorded those two on the same day and my sisters who are teenagers mm-hmm. came with them and my mom was talking to me and she's like hey you know while if you want more guest hosts you could have like your sisters come on and that'd be a fun <laughs> one to do and I was like you don't understand. Like I need to carefully handpick what episode, because guess what the next episode is after the ones <laughs> you guys are doing. I'm not having that be the one I talk about with my teenage sisters. Oh no, that'd be painful. That'd be real bad. Yeah. Uh. So that's that's why. Yeah. It's, it's not. Well, I appreciate that. Yes. Thank you. Because you, you're so mature. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm I'll, discerning. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I knew I could trust that you would handle the material in <laughs> in an appropriate manner. <coughs> Much like they did on the original run of Family Time. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you just
2: laugh it off when it gets too awkward. Yeah.
1: And even when they're doing the whole confrontation with him at the end where they're, you know, this is, why did you do this? You really hurt her. He's still throwing in jokes about, like, Mr. Rogers and stuff. Yeah. Why didn't he change his shoes beforehand? I don't understand. At this point, I don't think we should laugh at anything that guy says. No. That's not, he's not a humorous character. No, he's a bad dude. Super creepy. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. It's quite an episode, man. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it just it still it blows my mind. That ran on prime time. Yeah. And I love the fact that you didn't watch any of the other episodes, so mm. this is where you're jumping in <laughs> at Family Ties. Now like, I know why I didn't watch the show. Now you know. Well, if this is the one you turned on first, you probably would have been like, no. What no, is going no. on with this? To be fair with my giant remote control. They're not all this intense. Some of them are. But as it as the series goes on, it gets a little more lighthearted for the most part. Yeah. Not always,
2: but... It's actually really funny to see Marty McFly so young again.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, this is where, I mean, that I got to know Michael J. Fox, you know? So, it's, uh... Well, and Justine Bateman was on, like, the cover of every magazine. Right. You know, the teen heartthrob magazines. I mean, she was definitely one of my first TV crushes, I will be totally honest, you know? So, not like Uncle Arthur. That was a kid back then. (laughs) Right, So, you know, it was different. Mine actually is kind
2: of creepy. It's Elizabeth Montgomery from Bewitched. Okay.
1: Well, you know. She I was loved pretty. her and
2: I love that show. Yeah. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate this that. This is nice. why I asked you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I can keep it awkward all the way across.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy.
0: Sha la la
1: well, thank you so much for being with us on the show this evening. Not um, not sure. now, we talked about it briefly before, but if you want to give a little extra plug for your show, tell us about the show that you're on.
2: Uh it's called the Keith and John or Best Friends Show at john or BestFriends.com. Uh we're also on iTunes. Uh we have two seasons right now and we're just getting ready to start up a third one. Um we usually try to run September through like April, May. We're not doing so good right now, yeah, but alone. John moved away, so... That helped. That doesn't help any. No, it slows us down. But you said you might be having a new one coming up soon? Right, yeah. We're hopefully going to have something in the next week or so. Well, by and the time we'll this goes consistent. out,
1: there might be a new one, actually. Yeah. this would be... We're recording this a little ahead, so... Yep.
2: So, we just... It's two guys kind of talking about all kinds of different things. Entertainment, sports, your favorite. Yeah, yeah. Um, Taylor Swift. Politics, unfortunately. Yeah. And, yeah, Taylor Swift. Oh, my gosh. He's already got, like, three ideas for three Taylor Swift segments he wants to do. (laughs) I'm like, no.
1: So, That's your hook, man. Yeah. That's something all right. Well, thank you so much for doing the show here. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, listeners, for uh, joining us once again and talking about Family Ties. Um, hopefully you guys are watching along with the show. You can find it um, on Amazon Prime. If you guys have an Amazon Prime subscription, it's free with your subscription. And you should definitely be watching along with us. Um, also, please check out our website, alexbkeatonismyfriend.com. You can find us on Facebook. Search for Alex B. Keaton. And uh, check out iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all the different places you can find us. It's super easy. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you again, Keith. Thank you. Join us next time for another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton Is My Friend. Hopefully it's not as special as this one. <laughs> no, nothing could be as special as this one.
0: <laughs> what would we
1: do, baby, without, without us? What would we do, baby, without us?
0: And there ain't no nothing we can love each other through. And what would we do, baby, without us? Shabba!
2: This podcast is a part of the Benview Network.
0: You can find this and other podcasts like it at bendionetwork.com.